The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Tuesday morning. And we're glad you're with us. Whether you're joining us live at 11 o'clock or watching this later or listening to this on audio podcast, we are so glad you're with us and taking time to join us. And we commend you for taking time out of your day uh, to allow the Word of God to be something that speaks to you. And we're glad that we can be a help in that. Hope it's an encouragement. Hope it inspires you this morning. Psalm chapter 103. Psalm chapter 103, as we continue through the book of Psalms, we're going to look for the next few minutes at a, ch- at a challenge that's been given to us in our Christian journey on the aspect of blessing the Lord, of praising Him, of thanking Him. And inevitably, it is something we need to do, and it's something that I think all at some point we can say is not always easy to do. If we keep our eyes focused on the circumstances, it's easy for us to become frustrated and, and discouraged, but our eyes focused upon God and Him alone and let our view of God overview, over, overcome our view of our circumstances, then thankfulness and gratitude and worship, it becomes natural. I'm encourage you that worship is absolutely something we need and when everything's going great in our life and when everything seems to be going complicated. You know, see, we think that we say, okay, God has been good and everything's great and everybody's healthy and our bills are paid and, and everything's going well in family and life and work. And, and in those times, we think since that's happening, I'm going to thank the Lord because he's been so good to me. But then when things aren't going well and the finances are tight and maybe somebody's sick or things aren't going well at work or whatever it would be, then we come back and say, Lord, I don't know if I can praise you today because things just aren't going well. As we mentioned Sunday, we have to be careful that we don't view God's goodness or what we pertain what we claim to be God's goodness on us based upon our perceived outcome. We can't look at this and say, if God is good, then he will do this, this, this. That is, that is a humanistic way of looking at God. We look at that way and we say, well, God, this is my view. This is what I think. And if you do this, then you're good. Well, we've placed ourselves as God, really. And then we say, God fit in. What, what he tells us is he is almighty. He is unchangeable. He is omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. And we are to do exactly what we ask him. We are to change our view to match his. And Lord, you're good. He, what he does and what he allows is good because he's good. He is not good because he does good things. He is good because of who he is. So that's why we worship him. And I'm telling you, sometimes in the hardest of times, in the darkest of times, the things seem to be falling apart. One of the things that is the most encouraging and healthy for us is that worship. So I'm going to take a minute, look at these verses, and he's going to give us a breakdown of what, uh, what are some things for which we can worship the Lord. Psalm chapter 103, verse 1, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is, is within me. Bless his holy name. So he starts off with this statement of what he's going to do. He says, I am going to bless the Lord he goes, from my soul. Oh, I'm going to make sure I bless him and all that's in me. Every part of me, everything that I, I as part of me, those around me, we are, we are going to worship the Lord. We're going to bless his name. Now, he states this not as when it's easy, not as when I want to. He says, I will bless the Lord. It's simple, simple application there is we bless the Lord by choice. We worship the Lord by choice. I will choose to thank the Lord. I will choose to trust in the Lord when things don't go well. I will choose to follow the Lord when it just doesn't seem like everything's going like I wanted to. I 
I will choose today to bless the Lord. And when I do that, then I can find, I can recognize his grace and recognize his strength. So the first verse we see is it's a choice, a choice of what he will choose to do. And then he says in the next few verses, I've chosen to worship the Lord. Now here are the reasons why. Verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. When I, when I bless the Lord, I bless him and I thank him and I'm reminded of all the things he's done for me and all of the benefits and all of the wonderful things that he offers to my life. And, it, 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 and if nothing else, it could just be his presence in the midst of a battle, knowing that he will never leave me nor forsake me. The, the, that's a benefit. So in verse four, three, he who forgives all, my, all of thine iniquities, he healeth all thy diseases. And so he's got two things. Starts off with because of his forgiveness. You know, I hope that we never ever lose sight of the greatness and goodness of God connected to his forgiveness. One of my uh, favorite songs, it's a newer song, it's an, entitled, um, His Mercy is More. Uh, the, first few ver- the first few words of the verse, what love could remember, no wrong we have done. Omniscient, all-knowing, he counts not their sum. He starts off with the idea that even though he is all-knowing, he chooses not to remember or to bring back to me my sins. And we look at it, my sins, they are many, his mercy is more. You know, we're told in Christianity, and it's an absolute truth, that we should not live under the condemnation of our sin because they were dealt with at the cross. We should not live every day under the guilt of our sin because God doesn't bring guilt. Satan brings guilt. Satan wants you to live under the thumb of guilt of sin. He wants you to feel overwhelmed and wants you to feel guilty all of your life. He does not want you to enjoy the victory and the grace and freedom that comes from God. But God doesn't bring guilt. But yet, so I'm not, I'm not encouraging us to live under guilt. I hope what we encourage is this. I hope that because God doesn't remember our sins or choose not, chooses not, he doesn't forget, he's, he, he, it's impossible, he is God. He chooses not to dwell upon our sins or to remember them. He's going to say, I'm going to set them aside as far as east is from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. So I don't live under the thumb or the, under the oppression of my sin. But can I encourage you, if, in doing that, let's not forget the reality of our sin. I think that sometimes if we, if we can look at that the wrong way, we can start taking our sin lightly. Well, God's already forgiven me and dealt with it, no big deal. And, and we feel like now we can go live in our sin. I hope we understand that. Even though God has chosen not to remember and God has treated us and he's loved us and he's forgiven us, sin is still damaging. Sin is still very, very destructive. And so what we do is we don't look and say, well, God doesn't care, I shouldn't care. No, God cared enough to place his only son upon the cross and to brutally punish him because of my sin. So let's not ever look at sin and say it's no big deal. It is a very big deal if we definitely understand what God did upon the cross, what he did to his son on, for, our, for our behalf because of sin. So what I look at, I'm not, I'm not overwhelmed by it, but I'm reminded of the weight of sin, and then it reminds me of his forgiveness. When I'm reminded of the weight of sin, then his forgiveness takes a whole different realm. When I think of sin as no big deal, then his forgiveness becomes no big deal, Frank. His, his grace becomes no big deal. His mercy becomes no big deal. But when I recognize sin as it is, then his grace and his forgiveness take a whole different, different approach. Hope you do that. Hope you recognize that we're not to live under the, under the grief of sin, but boy, we're to live reminded of the mercy that we get from his sin. So he forgives our sins and he heals our, our diseases. He doesn't heal all of them. I know good Christian friends of mine who have died from diseases, but he does take care of us physically. He knows what's needed and he does. He is the great physician, as the Bible says. Verse number four, he says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, 
who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. So he has. If you've been saved, you've been redeemed from destruction. Destruction obviously starts uh, with hell. You know, for all of sin and come short of the glory of God, the wages of sin is death. I deserve hell because of my sin. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He has redeemed me. If I have accepted him as my Savior and I have called upon him for forgiveness and salvation, repented of my sin, then I have been freed from destruction. But then that's just the first part of the gospel. That's the first part where I get salvation, but the gospel continues in my life. And it continues through every part of my life, where every day I, I, that I am renewed in his Holy Spirit every day, and every day I am freed from destruction, and simply without Jesus and the Holy Spirit in my life, yes, I'd be on my way to hell, but I'd also be heading in a life towards destruction. There'd be things in my life where my, it'd just be battles and I'd be falling apart. So he's freed me from eternal destruction, but he's freed me from the temporary destruction where if I'm willing to follow him, he will protect me from these things. He also crowneth me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He shows a love to us and a kindness to us that the world just does not understand and mercies that, again, we just uh, humanly cannot understand. Verse 5, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. He talks about my, thy mouth simply. He feeds us. He provides for us. You know, he, David said, I was young and now I am old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor is he begging bread. Uh, he takes care of us. He provides for us. Now, please understand, we need to do our part. I think that if we just sit back and do nothing, God is not going to take care of us because he's told us. You know, if a man, a man that um, does not work, he should not eat. He's told us that. But as we do our part and we obey and we, and we work, then God's going to provide. And that's what we put our trust in. He says, but he takes care of us in those ways, like the eagle. And I, when we were in Alaska this last summer with our youth group, uh, one of the things that was intriguing is there was eagles flying all over the place. And it was intriguing because I, I love eagles. I collect figurines and I, I, I love the eagle. I love the symbol in the Word of God and I love so many aspects of it. And so when, I, when I'm watching them, it's funny to me and I'm just stopping and I, I'm gazing in the, in the Alaska and people are like, what are you doing? And it's funny, there, there's so many uh, eagles and they're actually a bit oppressive when they're pushing out other smaller birds. And because honestly, they're, in some of the Alaska people, they're just kind of annoying. I wish they'd just move away from our town. And I'm, I'm, they're, they're sitting as if this bird is kind of like, yeah, annoying to me. I'm like, this is awesome. It's a majestic bird. And to see them, just to see their nests, they're amazing. And I look at God, how God takes care of them and how majestic it is and how truthful. That's what he wants to do for us. That's why we bless him. Now, can I encourage you as we finish here? And just a thought. Again, we don't bless God because of what he's done for us. David didn't start off at the beginning and say, I will bless him because he's done these things. He says, I will bless him with all that's in me, and I will bless his holy name. He goes, now let me tell you what I will bless him for. The choice of blessing God is simply because he's God and because he loves us, and so I'm going to bless him no matter what. Now, here are a list of things that I can bless him. And when I continually remember, Lord, thank you for your provision. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Lord, thank you uh, for your grace you bestow upon me every day of my life. Thank you for your protection. Thank you, Lord, that you love my family. Thank you, Lord, that you hear my prayers. We could go on for a long time. When I do that, I'm reminded that those things are true. And if I just take a few minutes and worship and thanking God for what he's done, it will change my perspective of God. It'll change my perspective of my circumstances. And frankly, it'll change my perspective of me. And may it be something we do as we constantly keep our eyes on Jesus and allow his goodness and grace and the truth of the gospel to continue to change my perspective. Thank you for joining us this morning on this Tuesday morning. Uh, we're grateful 
to be allowed to be part of your day, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope you remain safe as we're having some severe weather come through here. Hope you remain safe. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Again, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.